It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, a Friday, and we're inching ever closer to the start of the high school football uh, season, and we continue our theme of talking to the area football uh, coaches. I think we're going to have a lot of fun today because Joe Cannell is uh, on the, uh, the program and uh and well he's like me he's an old timer yeah we had a lot of fun going through the BWAC, but mooney football has a buzz about it it hasn't had in a long time and dennis you did a lot of their games last year you saw them and they bring a lot of pieces back it's going to be a fun season down in marine city for cardinal mooney and yeah i'm excited to talk with him and you know the BWAC was fun we talked a lot of the same coaches same topics but Let's get into Mooney and see what they're going to be because if you, they're not on your radar yet, this is your official warning to put Cardinal Mooney on the radar because they are going to be making some waves this year. Yeah, and, and the fun part about it is they play on, on the off days when nobody yes. else is playing. You can actually get out and see a Mooney game this year and find out what we're talking about because it's going to be a lot of fun, and we'll get it rolling in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV... The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Brady here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. They're already impressive selection has now doubled. 
gold. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Gara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Gara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water area high school athletics. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Coach Joe Cannell from Marine City Cardinal Mooney joining us on the uh, program uh, today. Told this story a million times. Brady's tired of Tired of no, hearing I lo- it. I, this is probably one of the more iconic things a coach has said since we've been doing it. Yeah, um, be- because it, it's been a struggle for a while, and, and I know this will be your fifth year at Mooney, Coach. Yeah. And, and it's turning around. You guys won seven games last year. You started the season with three straight wins. That hadn't been done since 2005. Like, all these – these things that have been weighing on on this team's culture are getting peeled away and peeled away each season as as we go. And you guys played Everest, and and you thought this is the year we're going to challenge Everest, and you probably had your worst game of the season. And at the that practice that week, 
I showed up thinking I was going to grab you for five minutes, but after you gave your speech, I said, no, I'm coming back tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to let Coach have his team today. But in the speech with the guys, you just you said, guys, are we a good football team? Are we going to be a football team that plays for championships, or are we just going to keep being everybody's homecoming game? And – and I just thought that was a, it was a great line, and, and I know it inspired your team because they came out the, the next Saturday and they just stomped all over Cabrini. So, um, you know, again, the, I call it the veteran savvy. <laughs> knowing what to say and knowing how to get the kids' attention. Well, uh, I've probably been around long enough, so I've, I've heard them all and said them all. So <laughs> it, was, it was the time, and... You know, I, you could get down on the kids, but you know, I don't. I've always been believed that you don't kick a dog when it's down. Mm-hmm. And I told the coaches, even at on the field, that we got to co- coach them up, not point fingers. We can do that in film. We can find the problems and fix them. But again, you don't kick a dog when it's down. Right, because kid just gets burned for a long touchdown. Kid fumbles. They understand they fumble, especially on a good team. The kid knows when they messed up ninety-five percent of the time. Without a doubt. Um, and we found some, we looked at film, we found some flaws in our defense that really, uh, we had one kid that was, was taking the wrong angle and they were just getting to our linebackers. And they, it, it was a great job on their part. They saw it on film and mm-hmm. exposed us. So before we talk about last season, I kind of want to talk about Mooney overall as like we talk about you building the culture. So as far as we can tell, Mooney might be the only school that's gone down to eight man and then come back up. And a lot of people, at least when we've talked to you, said that it took a while to recover from that. And since you've been at Mooney, you've had the steady improvement. Just talk about how you're building the culture. Like you said, you've been to a lot of places. You've been in the Catholic League a long time. What's it take to build a culture up from a program that was winning two, three games a year to now? Your goal is playing at Ford Field in week nine and hopefully again a few weeks later after that. Well, I can remember when I interviewed. Um, coaching in a small school is a little different than coaching at a big school. Mm-hmm. Um, numbers are going to always be a challenge. I think we finished with 13 players at first year. Um, but I wanted to build a family. It, has, it had to start with a family atmosphere because quite selfishly, if I get the mom and dad buying in mm-hmm. I got the kid usually um, and so we started out right off the get-go you know we do a picnic preseason we do the team dinners um, and our parents have really bought in I had a great team mother for the first first four years but unfortunately her son graduated and I see we tried to get a red shirt year but they don't <laughs> like that in high school. Um, and I got a, another mother who stepped up who's his her son is um junior this year but he's got a eighth grade son who's going to come to Mooney next year so I'll have her for the next four or five years for sure and everything we do is geared towards family um when we made the playoffs last year first time that we had been selected since I'd been there we had a selection Sunday we had a dinner one of the Mm -hmm. parents um, owns the Coney Island they brought the Coney Islands we had a little picnic we watched a selection show a little talk to the parents and we went on um just anything we can do to bring family into it and it's to me that's what's been successful if i'm at port you're a northern or something like that i've got a lot of kids coming out right dakota with 
you know, they, they probably run out of helmets every year at 200. Um, yeah, you see their sidelines. They have an infantry on them. Like, they have fourth-string <laughs> kids. So we don't have that luxury, and we just slowly, patiently built the team up. Um, and it, so far, we've been fairly successful. A um, couple disappointments last year. I think we could have had a better record. And, but it was an improvement. I don't think I don't think any of us, either kids or I, would be satisfied with a seven and three record this year. See, and and that's the exciting part about it because we've had, and there are other programs. I don't, I'm not picking on on Mooney, but uh, you know th there are stretches where if you win seven games in five years, that's where they were at at, at one point, and now we're talking about. If we win seven games this year, that's not good enough. We're better than that. Um, and and actually, you are, and, and we're seeing it in all the sports. Like, you've got a, a great class of male athletes at Cardinal Mooney right now. The, the kids are successful at basketball. They're successful at baseball. And they were successful last year at, at football. And obviously, we're very excited to see what they have this year. Oh, without a doubt. Um Mike uh, McAndrews and Mike Rice have just built really solid programs. Um, you know, they're a little younger than me, but I'm still <laughs> learning, and, and I, I see what they're doing with their programs. Uh, my first year there, I helped out on the JV basketball team. Um, and so I went and watched all Mike's practices because we practiced after. And, <clears throat> you know, I, as I told Mike, my coaching staff, I said, we want to be like Mike. Um, he runs. He's. It's. He runs a quick, crisp practice. No, no idle time, and mm -hmm. that's what we're shooting for. To not, to not be standing around it, and nothing makes me crazier. You can ask my assistants if I got a kid standing around for that mm -hmm. two hours worth of practice. Everybody has to be engaged all the time, and so I want to emulate what they're doing, and obviously emulate their success. Well, school-wide, the culture and the, the feeling has to be good. You know, they say success breeds success, and it's hard to get out of a rut. But when you go from sport to sport, you're like, okay, basketball, we're hoping to win a regional. Baseball, played for a state title a year ago. And obviously, football has the buzz it does. How much of it is just having kids expecting to win at whatever they do? And you see it at other schools where you go, oh, it's Detroit Country Day. You expect them to be good if they have a water polo team. How much of the just culture of winning and in other sports does that help you as a coach? Oh, without a doubt. <clears throat> These kids are winners, um, and they win on their other teams, and they expect to win on our team. Um, uh, one of the things I started when we first started, and it was sounding kind of crazy, is we prepare to win, we play to win, and we expect to win. And that's kind of our motto. Um, uh, they must have thought I was crazy when we lost all those games the first year. <laughs> And, and most of them had running clocks start the second half. Uh, my wife hit all the knives at home, <laughs> uh, made sure the gas pilot light was lit, things like that. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a year. It was a year, but the kids stuck with us. Um, Garrison Brown, who just graduated all state at guard, um, he came, I remember him coming to the first practices. Okay, oh, coach, where do you want me? You know, that was the attitude. Mm -hmm. And you can build around that attitude. You can, And that's what we did. I've got kids now who come in and, Hazel Leader, if I needed somebody to play guard, I have no doubt in my mind that he would step in and be an offensive guard tomorrow.
Uh, and and this is a kid who will probably rush for a thousand yards this year in his sleep, <laughs> without a doubt. He did eleven hundred last year. Um, and one thing we we talked about as coaches in the off season, and we looked at this film and all that, is that we didn't run a lot of plays every game. Uh, some of that was because of running clock, but our our tempo was real slow. We we're going to pick up our tempo this year. Our goal is to run sixty five plays a game this year. So that's what we're going to try to do. Well, you talk, we're talking about expectations, how you know you want to play for a Catholic League championship. You want to make a deep run in the playoffs. And I, I don't know if this is apples to apples, but you look at teams that when they're building up, usually they have those one or two stumbling blocks. I guess the best example I can use is when the bad boy Pistons, they lost to the Celtics and they were getting through and they had those stumbles before they eventually reached their top. Last year, you lose a heartbreaker to Lutheran Northwest. I mean, it's Dennis talk. It's one of the craziest games he's ever seen, and he's been doing this longer than I've been alive. That fourth quarter, well, I, I, I try to explain it to people, but I can't. You guys ran two plays. One, one got returned for an interception, and then 15 seconds later, you, you bust an 80-yard run, and then you didn't get your offense out on the field. The rest of the quarter, there's 11 and a half minutes to go. I've never seen a team do nothing for so long, like inch their way down the field and then get a prayer answered at the end of the game. I think they had three fourth down conversions. Uh, it was a, mm. To give them credit, they stuck to it. Their kids believed it, and they went down and did it. And you can look at the film, um, and I'm still I'm, – some place never leave you. Right. And – I was undecided whether to call a timeout, and they snapped the ball with two seconds to go because you can perfectly see the clock right in the mm -hmm. background. I didn't know that they were going to have time, and we kept complaining that their their fullback was leaving early. He was, mm -hmm. and so they finally called it and stopped the clock for him. <laughs> I should have kept my big mouth shut. <laughs> but with that game, obviously you're favored to win. You get upset in the playoffs. But how much does that help you grow as a program, the learning to win aspect and saying, hey, this is the playoffs, this is what it's going to take to win and kind of fuel the fire for 2022? I remember talking to the kids after the game, and, of course, you're, you're sad to see your seniors leave. Mm -hmm. and we always let the seniors say a few words to the team afterwards. Um, and then I said, you know, you're, you're looking at the abyss. Either you're going to jump in or you're going to walk away from it. Um, I got a story I always tell the kids. <coughs> when I would coach at Holy Redeemer at Clark, at Clark and I-75, there was a guy who always had a little sign that said, I'll work for food. Mm -hmm. And I said, at one point in his life, he faced a challenge and walked away from it. And that's how he ended up standing there. I said, either you're going to either work for food or you're going to break through and be the champions you're meant to be. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of, and I use, I talk about this guy, probably doesn't even know who I am. I talk <laughs> about this guy all the time. Because he, you know, when people do, are like that, they probably came up against something very difficult in their life and let it go. So Let's uh, talk about some of the guys that played for you last year that you'll have to replace this year, um, and we'll start at, at quarterback because uh, Toronto came in last year. He wasn't really who you thought was going to be your quarterback last year, and then he was like a very pleasant surprise. And not just quarterback, because he played the other side of the ball for you too. Like he was a big time player for you. Absolutely, I 
fact, I told him at the end of the season, I told his parents, I said, I think you could play at D3. I said, you probably, s you got to work a little bit more on your footwork because we didn't have as much time. Mm -hmm. But I said, I think you can play. Well, he's going to Rochester play golf. That's not a, that's not a bad sport to play in college. No. Yeah. <coughs> so, um, yeah, he came out and he played as a freshman and he was this like five foot four pudgy little kid and grew probably seven or eight inches in high school, slimmed down every year. His locker was right where I come into school, and I'd see him at the end of the day, and he'd say, "I'm coming out this year, Coach. I'm coming out this year." No, he never came out. <laughs> and then his junior year, said, "I'm coming out this year. I'm coming out this year." Didn't come out. So when he said it, his senior year, going at the end of his junior year, going into his senior year, I said, "Yeah, right, Michael." I said, "I'll know you're going to play when you give me the money to go to camp." <laughs> so I, I said, "This one's cash on a barrelhead." And then when he had the first parents' meeting in June, at the end of the year, his mom goes. You got, you're stuck with me again. So then I knew it was serious. And he came out of nowhere. The expectations were not, you know, the kids sat out for two years and grew eight inches, seven, eight inches. Got a, really did a nice job last year. Some, he made some fantastic plays. And again, a, on defense too. So now uh, you'll go with Brian Everhart at that position. The guy you, you thought would would do it last year but he helped you in other ways. Um, again, you had the greatest receiving core in the area. I'll say it. Uh, I don't know who, who had a, a better than Rice, Trombley, and Everhart. Right. I mean, we had we have a kid that's going to be a senior this year named Kyle Mayaki, who's a darn good receiver. But when you got three like that, it's hard to break it. And then we had Luke Bright at tight end. Yep. And Hazen later catches the ball out of the backfield. Oh, does he ever? If the ball's in there anywhere, he's going to get it. Well, you want to take the first break, and then we can really get into a lot of guys coming back. Obviously, you mentioned some Trombley, Rice, Hazenlater. There's more. For a, for a D8 school, you're going to have a lot of weapons to work with. And as a coach, the more things, the more ingredients you have in the kitchen, the easier it is to cook. So <laughs> anything else, Dennis, before no, we'll, we take a break? We'll, we'll be right back with uh, Coach Canal from Cardinal Money. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV... The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall and Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and clothes, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer? Teach your grandkids to fish. Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Offices located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. Guaranteed. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Coach Joe Cannell from Cardinal Mooney. Uh, I'm saying that right yeah, you're okay. Perfect. You're good. Not the only one. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Because, yeah, that's not the way, like, um, the, the – the, uh, the newspaper guy two years ago says, you got to go to Mooney and you got to see Coach Quesnell. And, <laughs> and I, so I, I said, oh, okay. But then I talked to Kenny Semmelsberger. I said, Kenny, how do you say your coach's name? <laughs> so that, so I'm, I'm glad we're saying it right. Well, um, Dennis, you saw a ton of their players last year and a lot of them that we really like coming back. I mentioned before the break, Trent Rice, um, Brian Everhart. Trombley, uh, we said Bright's back. Talk about some of the guys you have coming back because you're not going to start camp from square one. Oh no, not at all. Um, let's st- on the line. I got Joe Sabatini was our starting center last year. He's um, really, really worked hard in the offseason. Good kid, uh, good family. His dad is a county commissioner in Macomb County. Um, I got Andrew Nasser, who is going to be our left guard. He was our right guard last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Andrew Davidevich. He was our left tackle for the last two seasons. He'll be back. Um, we've got a new guard. Um, <laughs> Eddie Foster. There you go. And uh, he's new. He worked real hard. Going to be a good kid. Could have played more last year. Um, and um, Brady Coons, who was our starting right tackle. Jack. So Good you're point. bringing back 80% of your offensive line. Right, we're, all but one. Yeah. So we're getting caught up in all the skill positions, but you know the offensive line is what wins you games in October and November. You know, you, I always tell the kids, if you can get a, a beat-up car that's got a great engine, you win a lot of races. <laughs> yeah. You get a beautiful Corvette that has a washing machine under the hood, you're not going very far. You've got to have the engine. And I, when we go to camp, the offensive linemen always eat first. They're the, they're the prime guys. <laughs> well, w- what I like w- with uh, what you do and with the personnel you have, you, you can do a lot of different things. You, you, you can load it up and, and run it down people's throats because you've got a couple of good fullbacks, too, to go along with Hazenlater. So when you guys run in the eye, you're dangerous. But you can also – take that guy out, put in an extra receiver, and you've got three or four guys that can catch the ball. And and and, and this year with Brian at quarterback, he's a little more fleet of foot too. And so it just seems like you've got a lot of weapons on that side of the ball. Yeah, I, we think so too. Um, we'll be Like I said, we'll be disappointed if we don't move the ball and move it well. We've, uh, we've done some overhauls on our offense. We're going to be a little different this year. Uh, we'll still be multi-formation, but we're gonna we're not gonna run in the eye as much. Uh, we'll probably run more of a, a wing T look at times. Um, and I forgot to mention we got Brandon uh, uh, <laughs> 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 our fullback's coming back too. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's got a long name. I know yes. who you're talking about. Um, Remolowski. Remolowski, yep. Yeah, he'll, he's back, and he's got some competition. Um, we got um, Cam Bezia, who is almost as fast as Rice. He was the outside linebacker last year. We're going to look at him at that fullback position. And uh, Kyle Mayaki, who I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. he's we're looking. So we've got some competition at that fullback. Well, you mentioned Dennis mentioned defense, and you look at the scores last year. You only gave up more than 
14 points twice last season. It was the Shrine loss and the Everest loss. Your defense was, as good as the offense was, the defense was right there with them. Without a doubt. Um, when I talked to the parents at the end of our banquet, I said, you know, everybody talked about the offense, but the defense has really kept us in games, won games for us. Um, even that 28 points against Shrine, really, we fumbled the ball, I think, three, sign, three times inside the 10-yard line. Um, and our defense, I mean, they kept us in the game. They, uh, that game was 20 to 14, I think, late. Um, one of the kids, instead of trying to make the tackle, but we would have got the ball, he tried to pull the ball out of the hands. The mm. kid pulled away from him and went for the first down. Um, that was, I think that to me, that was the biggest disappointment all year, especially coming from Shrine. Uh, hmm. But, yeah, we, our defense was very stellar last year. Well, and you get, obviously get a lot of guys coming back. Um, hopefully the defense keeps doing what they're doing. But as a defender myself, I can tell you, with your explosive offense, there's nothing more demoralizing than, okay, you just give up a score, and then you sit down, your coach hasn't even started writing on the whiteboard, and you hear, punt team, punt team, and you have to get ready to go back on the field. On the offensive side, how nice is it in just when you're hitting big play and then you have Hazen later running at you to kind of get that freight train rolling and you start running downhill and you can really run away with a game like that? Yeah, um, most of our scores, like, a, lot of our, a lot of our scores last year were big plays. Mm -hmm. We scored a lot on big plays. And when you look at, we looked at film and there were times where the other team had 10, 15, 20 plays more than we did on offense. Um, we're going to try and flip that this year. We, not that we don't want to score quick, but we also want to be able to control the clock, pound the ball if we have to, um, especially when we run into Everest or right. Shrine or uh, Lutheran Seminary. It's nice to know, though, that you're kind of you're you're never out of it because um, with guys like Rice, uh, special teams, uh, if they kick the ball to them, I think they're dumb. Hmm. Uh, I, I I I know you're you're kind of darned if you do, darned if you don't, because your other option is squib it and give it to Mooney at the forty, or kick it deep and take your chances on Rice or somebody running one all the the way back. So, I mean. The lesser of the two evils is, I guess, I'm going to give you the ball at the 40. Exactly. Um, choose, your, choose your weapon. Choose your form of death, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and not to sound arrogant, but it's the same thing on offense. Um, Rice had two passes that went two yards downfield that went for 95-yard touchdowns. Um, there's, I mean, we look at film this year. And there were plays where he just absolutely, they had a line on him, and he split the defenders that went right upfield. And uh, at not playing the first two games last year, he was still our leading receiver. Um, and then Hazen leader at 1,100 yards last year, and we're hoping to, we're hoping to double that this year. Hmm. Well, okay, let's kind of, I guess, flip the tables. If you had to figure out how to defend your own team, I mean, do you load the box up and hope your corners can handle rice, or do you kind of drop back in a zone, but there's only six guys in the box and Hazen later has room to run? How would you try to defend your own team? 
I guess that's a good problem you don't have to figure the way out. I look at it, a forfeit's only a two nothing loss. Again, I don't want to sound arrogant, but um, we should we should be pretty good this year. Um, probably, I would probably do a five three man to man and double rice. Uh, try and penetrate, get Hazelwood before he gets going. Right. Um, I mean, that to me, if you stop a team from running, you know, there's three. As Bo like would say, there's three things that happen when you pass, and two of them are bad. Yeah. You know, um, the, there are still two big games on your schedule, and, and, and we've talked about them both, Shrine and, and Everest. You want to win those games. That's when we can say Mooney has arrived is when you're beating those teams because it's been a while. Without a doubt. Um, I don't know. I think they've only beaten Shrine once. And I don't, don't think we've ever beaten Everest. One in sixteen against Shrine all time, and Everest zero and seven. Right. So combined one in twenty three. That's the story, and that's the, those are the two class teams in the league. And I'm not not to uh, say bad about the other teams, but those are the consistent winners. When I was at Shrine, we went to the playoffs. I think eleven out of fourteen years. And it's one, there was one strike that was like 10 years in a row. That was the expectation. Uh, 03 to 14, Shrine never missed the playoffs. Right. And I was there from mm. 04 to 14. There you go. <laughs> I was there at 04 to 18. But, yeah, it was there. And Everest, I think, has probably only lost about three league games since their existence. Um, Mike does a great job with that team there. uh they're not big. They're just well coached, well disciplined, and they're a good, great team. Yeah, in the intersectional two, Everest all time is twenty two and two. So, yeah, I they mean, lost, they lost one to Shrine, I believe, on a muddy field. Let's see if I can find it. I, they had the whole records, but yeah, go on, keep talking. I'll see if I can I find. Think they it. lost. Once or twice to Shrine. Or yep. 2018 they lost to Shrine, and it's hard. It's like finding the needle in the haystack. But, no, yeah, they lost 16 to Shrine as well. Right. So only one way. intersectional two-team has ever beaten Everest. Exactly. Um, like I said, it's a. they don't have huge numbers. They don't have big kids. They just play well. I mean, if you want to copy a program, that's what we want to copy. We want to be an Everest. How do you manage the expectations? Because last year, no one really gave Mooney a second thought. They, okay, Mooney, whatever. Everyone knew that they were, like you said before that, they were the homecoming game. Now, you have expectations of playing in, in the prep bowl, making a run in the playoffs. How do you manage that where the kids maybe don't get arrogant and cocky and think they've arrived before they really have, while also keeping their confidence up and saying, you belong with all the big boys? Well, if they ever get cocky, I'll make them sit down and watch the North or Northwest game. <laughs> Seriously. <clears throat> Excuse me. We had to be, if you went to the Las Vegas bookies, we probably yeah. had to be a 21-point oh, uh, yeah. favorite. And they came to play, and I think our kids just, I mean, we talked about it all week. It's hard to beat a team twice. Um, and they came to play, um, and they did. 
uh, we made our mistakes and they capitalize on it. So if they, we ever get arrogant during the year, we will sit down and we'll stop practice and go watch that game again, especially the fourth quarter. Um, I want them to be confident but not arrogant. Um, again, we play to win. Right. We prepare to win. We expect to win. Is that where the success in the other sports helps? Where what Mike McAndrews and Mike Rice has kind of instilled where they've they expect to win over there and they know what it takes to make a deep run because like we said earlier, sometimes winning is just winning no matter what you do. Oh, I think the, the fact that those those kids are winning winning players. Mm -hmm. They're winning like you said, winning basketball, winning baseball. And the ones that don't are doing well in track. Uh, mm -hmm. So that definitely has a, uh, a piece. I remember Mike, um, the COVID year, Trombley didn't play, Rice didn't play. Um, Trombley had hurt his hip, I think, during the summer and couldn't play. But I remember Mike telling me, he talked to those guys and said, do you realize that you could be the best athletic team in the history of the school? If you've already won in ba baseball, you've won in basketball. Mm -hmm. If you win in football, he said, nobody's going to touch you. So Mike's very supportive of our program, and I think Mike Rice is too. Um, there's a, if I had a Trent Rice, I don't know if I'd let him get out there and bang around. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're all very supportive. We support each other. I, I probably attended 10, 15 baseball games this year. I'm at almost every basketball game. So, um Again, and I told my players when the very first meeting I had with them, when you play for me, you're mine, not just 10 weeks a year, but mm. 52 weeks. You know, uh, you said it uh, when you first got in here and, and we were talking before we started re recording that Trent could be the first three-sport All-Stater at Mooney. Boy, this kid is talented. Um I mean, he's an outstanding baseball player. The things he does on a basketball court, his speed is just unbelievable. Um, just to watch him play is, is worth the price of admission. Not to take anything away from the rest of the team. My, Mike's got a great team. Um, but Trent is definitely something special. Um, I don't think we're going to push him to be All-State. Hmm. I don't believe in pushing one player over another. But I think the numbers, if, if we, we have the success I think we're going to have, the numbers will bear it out. All right. We're going to take our final break, and then uh, maybe we'll get Coach to tell us some stories because yeah. he, he's got, he, he's got a, uh, uh, a career that uh, is going to be, uh, uh, I think, uh, a lot of fun to, to talk about. I know you, you even um, in, a, in a roundabout way, you, you either coached at Gallagher right after my dad or, or pretty close to, to when my dad was uh, there. So uh, we'll talk about uh, that in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 
800-800-7700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 81 This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly Tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. 
Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton joined by Coach uh, Joe Cannell today uh, from Cardinal Mooney. And uh, you wanted to uh, ask, or you wanted to bring up the Parkway Christian. Yeah, so your first game was supposed to be a home game at East China. It's a Friday night game, but it's not going to be played at East China. It's going to be at Roseville. Talk about how that happened and why that's going to be a special night for Mooney football. Uh, they built a new stadium, and they named it after a, I believe it was a uh, school board president, um, Mr. Reinecker, I don't know the first name. And well, I had a freshman on my team last year, Jacob Heinecker, who was his grandson. His dad called me last November after the season was over and says, Coach, would you consider playing one of your games next year at Roseville Stadium? And I says, why would I do that? And he said, well, it was named after my father. And he said, my son would really like to play on the field named after his grandfather. And I said, if you can work it out and it's not cost prohibitive, um, we'll make it work. And so he called me back after going through the school and the coaching staff and the athletic director and then finally the school board and said, Coach, you got the field and we got it for free. And I said, that's the price I was looking for. <laughs> so um, we're going to play there. We're going to make a little special pregame ceremony. Um, Mr. Reinecker's wife is still alive. And so we'll probably make a presentation of a bouquet or something before the game, announce her, and then play the football game. So that's how we ended up there. And, again, like I said, the price is right. So you, you play the – That's pretty awesome. Yes. I wanted to bring up, because Coach uh, showed us during the, uh, the break, uh, too, that not only are they good at football, but they're smart at <laughs> Cardinal Mooney. Um, and uh, you guys were uh, recognized uh, for uh, the grades that the kids are getting as well. Yeah. Um, we submitted the team – to the Michigan High School Football Coaches Association, and we were the Division Eight All-State team based on our, um, it's, again, I, as I told you, we you submit your top 11 players, and they can't be the water boy or the, <laughs> or the fourth string. It has to be a player. And so we submitted our top 11 players, and the grade point average was above four. Um, I think it was 4.08 or something like that. And then, first time ever, the National Football Federation um, decided they were going to honor a national team, and we submitted to that. But that one, you had to submit all, th we had all 31 players, we had to submit their great point average, and it was 3.68, and we were a national finalist in that. And so, I'm pretty proud of that. You know, when we talk about them, they're student athletes, and... Like I told the kids, I've only had one player ever that made money doing what they're playing football. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're going to make money in their college, and they're going to make money where they're hardworking. So I'm real, really proud of that. Uh, that's good stuff. Yes. What was your grade this point is, average? Uh, it, was, it, was a, it was passable. 
It was enough to get me where I needed to go. Probably, to get me here. Probably better than mine because I went straight to broadcasting. <laughs> so, <laughs> you guys obviously play a lot of games on Saturdays. That's how Dennis is, in, is able to see a lot of the games. Is it any different preparing that some weeks you're on Friday, you're on Saturdays? Is it a different feel than Friday Night Lights when you know you have that Saturday, usually at 1 o'clock game? I think it is. Um, we talked Again, we talked a lot this offseason about our practice. Um, I'm kind of old school. Um, on Mondays after a game, we watch film. I run the kids, get rid of the aches and pains and all that. So when we have a Friday game, basic our pr- basic practice was just Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday we just have a walkthrough, mm-hmm. uh, work on two minute, um, work on pregame things like that. So we're going to go out on the field on Mondays when we haven't in the past, especially on a Friday game. Um, probably uh, just shoulder pads and helmets. Walk through what we've decided we're going to do as a game plan. Um, Maybe work a little technique work where we're seeing some errors. So we're going to expand our game plan, uh, our, our practice time. Um, Saturdays are a little different. Um, tell, make sure the kids got a good breakfast in them. They don't mm-hmm. get up and, and drink a uh, Gatorade and come to, hmm. come to the game because they're dying in the second quarter. Um, it's different, but we're used to it. And when I was at... Um, Holy Redeemer, we were, we used Keyworth Stadium, and that was Hamtramck's home field. Yep. So we, if they were home, we played on Saturdays. So it was just a, you have to adjust to it. I, I kind of like it. I, I like the daytime football. I like early in the season when it's still light out at halftime on the Friday night games. And I like the, the Saturday games. Uh, number one, I see the action a lot better in the daylight. <laughs> But I just – I don't know. There's an atmosphere to it, and it just feels right to me. And I, and I know Saturdays, most people say, well, that's for college football, whatever. I like the high school games on Saturday. I wish more teams played Saturday games. I really did. Yeah, I, it's good for us. It's a bigger crowd probably. <laughs> yeah, because you are the only show in town now. You've been around the block a long time. You've been, like I mentioned earlier in the intro, I think the Catholic League for decades. Run everyone through real quick. It doesn't have to be exact, but your journey in coaching and how you've the, – the long, windy road to end up at Cardinal Mooney. Okay. Um, let's see. It started in 1980 um, at St. Angela's grade school in Roseville. Um, basically, I was dropping my son off at practice – and the head coach, Ron Lux, God rest his soul, um, literally pulled me out of the car and says, I need some help. You're going to help me. So I did. And we were very successful there. Um, in 85, we played for the CYO Championship. It, the pre- mm-hmm. uh, preview before the high school start. We played in that game. And so uh, one of my guys was going to Notre Dame High School and said, why don't you come with me? We'll do the freshman team together. I said, okay. Well, one of the guys I had coached against, George Flaviani, who had gone to Gallagher, I talked to him, and he said, told, talked to Sahady, and Sahady says, oh, no, you're not. You're coming <laughs> to Gallagher. So I went to get, ended up at Gallagher and was there till 92 when we lost in the state finals in the first overtime game, in double overtime. Um, talk about a heartbreaker. 
Um, so I left there. I, I had decided in 92 to forego all my education and go back to school and become a teacher. So I did my student teaching at East Detroit High School and got to know the head football coach. And he said, Joe, why don't you come and coach with us? I always wanted to be in the building with the kids. I thought, I mm -hmm. think you can not only help them on the field, but you can kind of give them a safe haven when they're getting a little crazy and they come in your room and you can talk to them. So I went there for two years and um, it wasn't the same uh, on a lot of different levels. It wasn't the same. And so I was at Gallagher at a basketball game and I had just noticed an ad in the paper for Holy Redeemer and needed a football coach. And I said, mm -hmm. George, what do you think? He said, Joe. She just called me the other day. He said, I didn't even think of you. I s he said, I'll call her in the morning. So I went down, interviewed, got the job. And that was an, another turnaround program. We went there in 95. Uh, we were lucky enough the first year to have a winning record. And the next year we were 9-0. and When the prep all beat Shrine. And I stayed there until they closed. And then I saw, it was at the Catholic League Hall of Fame dinner. Mm -hmm. And so I got her. He says, what are you doing next year? And I says, I don't know. I'll find something. He said, why don't you come work for me? He said, I got a great group of freshmen coming in. He said, can you, I'd like somebody who knows what they're doing to handle them. And so uh, we played, I was 7-0 and with a JV team. That was pretty cool. Great kids, just some great kids. And so I stayed there until I left and went to, until uh, um, 17. And then in 18, I uh, went to Mooney. Um, if they hadn't done what they did to Coach Goddard, I'd probably still be a trying. <laughs> and basically, all I did was a friend of mine's son was going to Mooney, and I said, do you know the AD? And he said, yeah. I said, here's my resume. If they need some help, I'd like to help. I wasn't, right. look, I wasn't looking to be the head coach. And uh, I got a phone call in January it says from Brian Kelly, who was the AD at the time, said, Joe, we're looking to go in a different direction. Always, that's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> and they did to go different direction. <laughs> and so, um, would you care to interview? So I interviewed, and one thing that I've done since 99 is I go every year to Aruba for two weeks. Well, since mm. I've retired from teaching in 2012, we go for a month. <laughs> so he called me the Friday, we left on Sunday, he called me the Friday before we left and said, Joe, we'd like to offer you a job. And I said, oh, great, I'd love to do it. But I said, I won't be back for a month. <laughs> he said, I'll see you then. So <laughs> I was hired at almost just before I was getting on the airplane, literally. And so I came back. And um, there were a, time, a lot of times I questioned myself that first season. But they were good kids. And you can, you can work with good kids. Um, in fact, I was crying my eyes out literally in front of the team when we lost a tough one to um, Detroit Math and Science. We lost 20 to 18. Yep. And that was a heartbreaker. But it was also, I said, I told you guys you had it in you, and we just got to build on this. And then we won the next week. But it was a forfeit, but we ended up playing Washtenaw Homeschool at UAD. Played like a, played like a scrimmage a game. And um, we had a pretty good time doing that. And kids won. It was a great way to end the season and kind of built from there. At what point um – and you're at Mooney, could you feel kind of the tide start to shift and you're like, this isn't a reclamation project anymore. This is a program and a school that we can get 
to the top of our league year in and year out? Was there a moment, or has it just kind of been a steady growth? I don't know if there was a moment. There was an, uh, the offseason after the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good time to pack it in. You know, they, it's been a disaster. In my estimation, I don't think it was in theirs yet. Um, nobody, nobody took the losses hard except the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they came to the weight room. And as I talked to the new AD, Kevin Mann, you know, I'm here 50 weeks a year. Yeah. I, it's not a, I'm here in the weight room. We open it up four days a week. I tell the kids, if you're not playing, I said, I'd rather you play in a sport. I'd rather you be competitive. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, we're not going to sit around and have popsicles and watch cartoons. <laughs> and so I knew then that there was possibilities. The kids were good kids. They worked hard. They just needed some direction, needed to know how to do it better. Um, when I hired my staff, my big thing is, is we're going to teach good technique. Mm. So, and that's what we've really strived to do. Uh, that's uh, the other thing that I noticed just kind of hanging around the odd practice last year when I'd come out and get the pregame interview with you. Um, a lot of smaller schools, you know, sometimes they only have two, three, four people out there working with the kids. You had a lot of people out there. there there's a lot of interest. And, and even uh, I'd stand there and there'd be parents watching the practices. You don't find that at too many places where people are that interested that they're hanging around at, at, at practice getting bit by the mosquitoes back there on that p- patch of grass you guys work out on. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, I just added another coach yesterday. I, I If you want to work with us and you want to help us, I'll take you on. I didn't. Can't, I told him I can't pay you. He said, I don't want to get paid. So I have basically five of the staff, and now I have three unpaid coaches. Um, the more eyes we have on it, the more we can break it down individually. You know, now I've got three line coaches, so now I can have one work with the centers, one work with the guards, mm-hmm. one work with the tackles. Um, all A little bit different technique on all of them. So, you know, just we can look for the little things now with when – if you got two or three coaches and basically you're trying to watch everybody at once and basic this year I'm going to step back a little bit. I'm going to be more of a, a a typical head coach where I let my guys do their work and the CEO kind of right. Um one thing that I really like about your program and Dennis talked about it last segment is how you can change things up. And sometimes you get a coach that has been in the ranks for a long time that they go, this is how I do it, this is how I've always done it, and this is how we're going to do it. But, I mean, he said even within the same game, you'll go from wildcat to spread to power eye, and you talked about how from last year to this year you're going to change things up because of your personnel. How important is it to be adaptable and be able to change not only with the times but with your personnel? Well, I think it's critical. Number number one, um, and I, again, I'm not being critical of anybody, but if you run the same offense, like, and I go, I'll use Ubley as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, very successful, very successful program. And the thing is with Ubley is those kids are taught probably from the time they can walk how to <laughs> run that offense, and they can run it. They run it well. Um, it's successful, but it's boring at times. It's it's the same thing. You can, I can see their practices are, 
are running the same four or five plays. Right. That's all you have to do. Um, when I first went to Mooney, we were very simple. I, I remember talking when I was at East Detroit, and Lincoln Stocks had a playbook that was probably 80 pages long. I never got it. I never understood <laughs> it. I coached the receivers and the defensive backs, but I really didn't. I kind of got it, but I didn't really get it. Um, and I said, Lincoln, the problem is, is your kids are going to the line and get, trying to figure out, going through their mind, what the play is, instead of just firing out and do the job. And so, although we made cha changes, um, they have the line is basically have two or three different blocks, right? Um, and they have to know that they have to so that they're not thinking. I said I saw some of that last year with the kids. Um, two or three of them were on the line, and you could see in their mind they're trying to remember who they block on this play. Can't do that. It, it, it slows you down. So when I, I remember telling Lincoln, I opened up a napkin, and I, we had the four squares, and I said, four running plays, hmm. flip it, four passing plays, and just formation them to death. Put it, you, can run a, you can run a quick trap out of 15 different formations. Right. And it looks different every time, and it's still the same play. I think we talked about it with Coach Furman from North Branch, how they might run the wing T, Port Huron runs a spread, but it's a lot of the same concepts. And when you really break it down, they're both just trying to get the running back in the, the say, the, the three hole and trying to get him up to the second level. And it's a lot of the same concepts. You just, the cosmetics are a little different. Exactly. Um, you know, we're going to run a trap. I love running trap, <laughs> um, but we're going to run it out of one back, two back, no back. You know, we're going to put Hazel Leader in there in a, in a wildcat and run trap. It's the same play. The line knows the same, but we're trying to get the defense to move their players all over the field. Now, now teams throw more than they ever did even 10 years ago, uh, 20 years ago for sure, but um, today's – Run teams use the spread. They spread the field. They get they and and they try to get the ball to their skill guys in space with room to to do their thing. But when I see teams line up with three and four wide receivers, most of the time I expect a run play. Yeah. Um, again, if we can get them moving, um, get them to move their defense out for trips. Um, Hopefully, my, none of my competitors are listening. But hmm. we're gonna we're gonna run some trips this year with Rice all alone. And if he's a one on one, he's getting the ball. And if they double him, then the trips are go they're gonna have an extra guy. They're gonna have one guy missing on the trips. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get them in a position that we can be successful about. Same thing with motion. If we can get them to move, um, then we have the advantage. Well. We talk about how the offense and stuff has changed, but football in general, since you started coaching in the 80s, it almost looked like the practice and the way they go about it is so much different. How have you adjusted to the change to the more to the player safety? Like we talked about it with some of the other coaches. Even 10, 15 years ago, every day you went out in pads and you beat each other up and you saw the strong survived and you got through now. Now you talked about, hey, you're going to go out with just helmets on. You're going to go do walkthroughs where maybe when you started that wasn't as prevalent. How have you adapted to it, and do you think it's been a change for the better overall? I do. I think, um, well, Dennis has been to our practice. Yes. He notices the red guardian caps we wear. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure we we're the first ones in this area to put them on. And now I see the pros are wearing them in, in, uh, during preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, I call those the mother hats because it makes mothers feel warm and toasty. Mm. That we're not, um, uh, we're, what we're concerned about their kids. Um, I don't know if we've had a concussion. We may have had one or two, but nothing serious. And we, we had a donor um, donate 30 of the viscous helmets. Those are the NHL, NFL hmm. um, number one rated helmet. Um, Rogers wears them uh, about five or six of the players because they're 1100 bucks a piece as opposed to the, right. the speed flex that are $600. And those are the Cadillac. Um, they have a softer core. So you, you're looking at safety. Um, uh, when I taught beginning, you told the kids put the fa- face mask on the numbers. That was right. the best way to tackle. And still, I still, if you pull your neck and do it right, I still think it's safe. It's when you sideways motion of the head, lower the head with the crown. Yeah, yeah, you're you're vulnerable. But we t- we talk safety all the time. Um, first thing we do the very first day is the Nazi sticker on the back. Mm-hmm. It has the warnings. We make one of the captains get up and read it so that everybody is aware. That that is not a weapon. You can't. So we safety's prevalent. Uh, first of all, slow, lower numbers. I don't have a fifth string quarterback, so I, <laughs> right. I got I to gotta be careful of that. And I want I want my kids a little bit hungry for contact. Mm-hmm. Go out on Saturday, and now they get to. You notice things get a little squirrely about the Tuesday before the four way. Mm-hmm. Yes, everybody's. They hit, they're hitting each other. They're hitting their buddies, and they really want to hit somebody else. And so they usually tend to really l- let loose on, uh, in the four-way. Is that one of the most overblown things you hear about in sports when there's a fight at training camp or there's pushing and shoving? It's like, yeah, they've been running into each other for eight, eight days straight. Like, that has to be one of the things that people go, oh, 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 that's either a good thing or it's like, no, that just happens. I have had very few over the years. Um, I've had some guys who kind of squared up, but I said, are you, you're being stupid. I said, right. you're wearing helmets and shoulder pads. What damage are you going to do except <laughs> to your knuckles? <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, I saw one when I was at Gallagher, and he, the, the younger kid took his helmet off, and the other guy popped me. And first thing Tom Masserang said to him, he says, um, Marco, he said, Marco, get in a fight in the field. Don't take your helmet off. <laughs> you such a disadvantage. <laughs> he had a big swollen eye. Yeah, don't, don't take off your one protective gear to your face. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been from a hockey background. Uh, I, I always wondered about those guys. <laughs> I, I never got into one unless it was to defend myself. And those guys that go out and look for it uh, and then take their uh, yeah. no thanks. <laughs> yeah. I just know that by, yeah, right before you said the four-way and you've just been, it's the fifth day of hitting in pads and you've gone against the same linemen for now 200 reps. Yeah, when you, they get the little push at the end, yeah. It's it's not a big deal if there's a little pushing and shoving. Now, if someone takes their helmet well, off and, and, and gets a shiner. And, and you want your guys to have a pulse, right? You, you want them to be competitive in, in, in what they're doing and, and show that there's a little bit of blood pressure there. 
as opposed to guys that are again just standing around. You don't. That's the guy you don't want out on the field. <laughs> yeah, I a uh, little reverse psychology. I tell them, you guys just aren't ready to hit yet. You're not tough enough. <laughs> we'll, we'll just stay. We'll stay in shoulder pads again one more day. No, coach, we got to. Well, you got to start showing me something. <laughs> <laughs> he he knows all the tricks of the trade. Dennis, uh, do you have anything else before I go to my final question that I ask you, everyone? You go ahead. Fire away. Ask this to every coach we've had on. What to expect from Mooney football in 2022? We're going to be good. Yeah. There's no doubt. Unless I do the worst job, coaching job of my <laughs> career, and I told my coach we had a coaches meeting yesterday. Um, coaching a talented team is much harder than coaching a bad team because the expectations are high. Right, the microscopes on you. I said we have to be on top of it all the time. We have to be thinking about, you know, when we're calling the play, well, we've got to think about the next play. Just right, be mentally into it. Um, I don't want to let these kids down. They right. deserve to be a good team. They've got the talent. They've worked hard. So I think we're going to be very successful this year now. Um, we're thinking that Everest has lost some good talent last year. They seem to be reload pretty well. Um, Shrine lost three really good players, including their quarterback. Uh, we think that we'll match up well with Shrine. I think Everest is the team we have to beat in the league. And then we've, we've toughened up the schedule. Right. Um, we added Lutheran, Saginaw Lutheran Seminary, which is usually a pretty good team, and they play in a bigger league than us. Um, but if you want to if you want to get better, and again that goes back to McAndrews. McAndrews right. doesn't play any Division Eight or uh, Division Four teams in the schedule. Geez, the COVID year he was playing like Roseville, Lons Cruz North, yeah. like the graduating class was the size of Mooney, doubled. Exactly, and this, uh, that's and that. And that's why he's successful in playoffs. The playoffs become the easy point because he's played such big teams and, and his kids are used to it. So we wanted to tough it up. And then Whitmore Lake has gone from a D8 to a D5 team this year because they did a merger with a, a team up that way. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. didn't realize that. So it's, uh, it's going to be a little tougher this year. And that's, if you want to, as Haiti used to say to me, because when I was at Gallagher, we – we go to Chicago and play this Chicago De La Salle. We play Cincinnati, Princeton. I mean, we were going all, all around. Playing. Right. And then, of course, in the league, we had Catholic Central and Brother Ice. And he'd say, if you want to be the best, you got to play the best. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. If we want to be better, we got to play a tougher schedule. If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anything else that we missed, Coach, that you want to get in? No, I think we've covered everything. All right. Uh, good luck at Mooney this year. Uh, and most of all, Guys, stay healthy. We will. We'll try. And thanks for your support and look forward to seeing some of the games. Oh, yeah. We'll be there. What? On the what's what's the first date we've of your got, game? We've got them on the schedule. Let's four see. Times. The, the, the four the home 20, games were the there. The 27th, right? Sixth, I think. 26th. Uh, let me double check this before we send it home. Yes, the 26th. You are at the neutral site game at Roseville. I know at least Dennis will be there. I'm sure I'll find my way down there with him because I want to see some Mooney football this year. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Coach. Thank you. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.